Hello there, and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today. In case we are new friends, my name is Denise Alvarez, and I have the pleasure and honor of hosting you here each week on the podcast. And I'll briefly tell you a bit about myself, and then we will jump into what I have to share with you today, which I'm super excited about. So as I said, my name is Denise, and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I get to help horse business owners like you turn your website visitors into your customers. I do that through coaching, as well as website design and website copy or content, email marketing strategy, and Social Stride, my monthly coaching program which is open for 48 hours this week. So depending on when you are listening, you have heard me talk about this, but I want to make sure that you know from the top that I would love to invite you in. So you may go to stormlily.com slash social stride to learn more about that. See if it's a fit for you. I will share more about that at the end of this episode, but I wanted to make sure that you know I am opening the doors for 48 hours. I'm doing a quick doors open period because like many of you in the springtime, I have many things going on, but I want to make sure that you all have an opportunity to jump in and sharpen your marketing skills, get some tools, get some practical help, be a part of a community. So again, I'll tell you more about that later, but that is one of the ways I get to serve and help the everyday horse business owner. And the other way I do that is through this podcast. So I know that marketing is not everybody's favorite thing, but you are trying to build a business, right? So I want to help you do that. And so I'll provide some step-by-step strategies, some basic how-tos here on the podcast to help you not only see what's possible for your business, but to guide you through that process to make it happen. So today we are talking about something less um, tangible or practical in terms of me telling you, go do this right now and you'll see this result, right? It is a go do this right now, but it's something that has to do with your mindset as a business owner that I think is so important. It really is a decision that I believe is crucial for every single horse business owner to make if you really want to build a sustainable business. So I'm not saying if you want to grow your business, if you want to scale your business, because that may look different for each of you. But really, this will be important no matter what. And I know that you all, many of you know that I love to set goals. And so maybe you're thinking that's what we're going to talk about. But I promise you that is not it. Now, I do think goals are important. And what we're going to talk about will apply to that. But really, this mindset shift is going to shape how you do everything in your business from how you set your goals or what goals you might set, but also just your daily life as a business owner, how you get new clients, the experience that you're creating for your clients, and really the ins and outs of running an equine business as a whole. Because here's what I know from talking to so many of you, whether it's in my free Facebook group and my monthly coaching program or one-on-one services, or for many of you that I get to connect with on social media and have conversations with, the horses came first, right? You started your business because you loved the industry. You loved horses. And sure, you saw a need and decided to meet that need, or you had a skill and decided you could use that. And you realized that you can make a living doing what you really enjoy in the equestrian industry, which is awesome. So you turned your hobby into a business. Or did you? That is the shift. Do you treat your business like a business? Or 
Are you still treating your business like it's a hobby? My friends, this is the one mindset shift that really can change everything for you moving forward. Starting out, I know that you started just charging for your products and services, right? And then all of a sudden, you're making some money and you're a business. You became a business owner and you maybe didn't expect to build a brand, right? Build a business. But there is more to being a business owner than just the exchange of products and services and goods for um, money, essentially, right? Now, if you've ever felt like, my goodness, I can't keep up, not just with money, but maybe you feel like you can't keep up with the calls that are coming in or the messages or the people part of the business, right? You have thought about hiring help, but you're not really sure if that's right for you or if somebody could do what you do. You're not sure if you're ready to invest the money. Maybe you don't really know the numbers of your business. You don't know what it's costing you every month or what you're bringing in or what's profitable and what's not of all the things that you're doing. Maybe you're on social media, but you still can't quite figure out what you should post as you, what you should post as a business. All of these things are signs that you may be treating your business as a hobby still. And the reality is somewhere down the road, this will catch up with you because you know that if you're going to keep doing what you really love to do, then you're going to have to make a profit doing it, right? Either that or you're gonna have to go get another job and this will just be a really expensive hobby, right? So I know many of you listening are saying, okay, Denise, I hear you, but I just want to do what I'm good at. I just wanna build saddles. I want to coach riders. I want to train horses. I want to board horses, right? Breed, whatever the program may be. And I hear you. And the good news is there are definitely people out there who can do some of these business tasks for you. But if you don't first shift your mindset, then my guess is that you're not even going to hire someone that will help you out. Because the reality is, Whether your goal is to grow and scale or not, maybe you want to stay a one-person show that supports your family and your dreams, and you don't have a team, but you do want a sustainable business that'll support you for the long haul, right? It's not going to die out quickly. The reality is, for either of those, if your business is consistently not making a profit, if you're losing money left and right, then the chances of you being able to build that sustainable business are really not so good, are they? Because for every kind of horse business owner, for trainers, for coaches, instructors, product creators, services, body workers, breeding and boarding facilities, all of those things, if you don't decide up front from the first time you start, or maybe today, that's the day for you, that you're going to treat your business like a business and not a hobby, then unfortunately, you're going to run the risk of either burning yourself out or even just reaching a point where you cannot do it financially anymore. It just won't make sense. There's a quote that I have seen many times, and it says, if you treat your business like a business, it'll pay you like a business. If you treat your business like a hobby, it's going to cost you like a hobby, right? So the question is, how do you do that? What is the difference between having a business and having a hobby? How do you know which side of the fence that you're sitting on in terms of how you're treating your business? That is the practical side of what we're going to dive into today. 
because essentially there are three areas that every horse business owner needs to be intentional to treat like a business, to really think strategically about these areas of their business, right? When you shift your thinking from hobbyist to business owner, you are still going to get to do what you love. But the reality is in order to do it for the long haul, your mindset, your thinking is going to need to shift. You're going to need to look at it as a business. And perhaps that's going to shift some of your habits, but we're going to start with the mindset. And then we're just going to talk about these three areas. And I don't have all the answers for you because I do believe that each business needs to have a custom approach, right? You're not trying to do what your neighbor down the road is doing. But what I want to share with you are some questions that you can ask yourself to get a handle on it, to see what areas you maybe have been treating like a business and what things you can do to start to make a difference today. Okay, so let's jump in. Three areas that you can start to look at, starting with number one, which is operations. Now, operations is really just the day-to-day running of your business. So what does that look like? Well, what does the back end of your business look like? Not the front facing. Let's think about the back end. And don't worry, it does not have to be super fancy. Do not start getting worried about tech. But when it comes to onboarding new clients, do you have a system in place? Do you perhaps have a scheduling system that you're using to make it easier for your clients? Maybe you have recurring appointments and that would make it very easy for them to be able to just book themselves every six weeks, every two weeks, every week, whatever the case may be, right? Do you have an easy way to get in touch with your existing clients? Yes, I know they're in your phone, but do you have a system that you could easily get in touch with those that you needed to quickly? And do other people know, right? Is it all in your brain or is it all in your phone? Do you have a file of any kind that says, these are all the horses that are here. This is their contact information. This is everything you need to know. What about when somebody reaches out and they're a new lead, they're a new connection, a new prospect? What does that process look like? Do you have a certain amount of time, perhaps, that you say for your team members, everybody that comes in, every phone call that comes in needs to be answered within a certain number of hours, within 24 business hours, right? Whatever that might look like, or 24 hours, one business day. So, or Facebook messages, the same, whatever that may look like. Now, how about the front of house operations? You know, those lovely waivers that you need to have signed, Do you have a process for having them filed, right? Do you already keep some printed? Do you have somebody that's helping you that knows when somebody comes in, these are the steps they need to follow? Now, as I said, I'm not going to tell you this is what you should do, but these are some things for you to think about. The key is for you to take the time to create systems ahead of time that are going to allow you to serve your clients and your customers well because that will allow you to create an excellent experience and it's going to give you back your time. All that time that you're wasting getting things together at the last minute when instead you could have a folder that's ready to go. When somebody comes in, you have a packet. You know exactly what you need to do. When someone emails you a question that you get regularly, perhaps you have some saved responses. So when people reach out with that same question, you can just copy and paste that in there. Or depending on your email program, I love Gmail because you can save templates and you can just choose, okay, I want to use this template for that email, select it, and you're good to go. 
The key is when you run your business as a business and you put a priority on streamlining and simplifying your daily operations, that will return to you in terms of your time and in terms of the experiences that people have with you. All right, let's look at the second area. Now, before I even say this, let me tell you, do not turn it off because we're talking about finances. And I know not everybody loves that idea, but the reality is as a business owner, you're going to have to train yourself to enjoy this process because of the information it will give you. So don't leave me. We aren't going to camp out here for a long time and we're not getting super nitty gritty. I actually think I will do a podcast in the future that's all about finances and profitability for equestrian entrepreneurs. So you can stay tuned for that. But you know as well as I do that finances, that's going to be the big differentiator between businesses and hobbies. That quote I shared at the beginning, right? Are you making money or are you paying to be in business? The reality is you want to be making a profit. That's a good thing. That's how you're going to stay in business. Now, when I say profit, I mean after you've already paid yourself, you are an employee of your business. So profit is not what's left over and then you see what you can pay yourself. Profit is after you've already paid yourself what's left, then you can use that to reinvest in your business. So think about that. And then I have some questions for you as well to consider. How is your record keeping looking? Do you have a system for reviewing your financials on a regular basis, right? Maybe it's a monthly report that you're looking at. Maybe you do weekly, but are you familiar with your expenses on a very detailed level? And don't just say, Denise, seriously, it all goes to the horses. Okay, I get that, but you need to go deeper. And I highly recommend that you look at different softwares that are available that will make this process easier for you. I love Wave apps. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it allows you to import your bank transactions. You can manually add cash transactions, track your expenses. You can scan in receipts and it will do it for you. It's lovely. They have a free version that is really great. So I don't have a referral program or anything for that. I just love it. So I'll put it in the show notes, stormlily.com slash 76, and I'll link to that there. And I promise it's not as scary as it sounds. And certainly you could hire somebody to help you with this process, right? To categorize each of your each of your transactions. But even if you're hiring a bookkeeper, I want you to become comfortable with your finances. Be reviewing those reports Educate yourself on what they mean, what they indicate about your business, so that you can be intentional about where your business is going in the future. Because the bottom line is the amount of money left at the end of the month should not be a mystery that you don't discover until your bank account gets too low or when you happen to get a statement and you happen to open it, okay? So determine to take your finances seriously so that you can build a horse business that will be here helping horses and helping horse people for years down the road. It's being a good steward looking at it this way. All right. Okay, friends. So we've covered two areas. We've talked about operations. We've talked about finances. The other area that I want you to really consider the importance of looking at your business as a business and not a hobby is marketing. Of course, we have marketing on the list, right? Now, when people hear about you, what are they going to do? They're going to look you up online. They're heading to Google. They're going to look for you. My question is, what are they going to find? Will they even find you at all? 
Are you someone who's only operating off of your personal Facebook page? You have a business, but you've not created a business page yet. Yes, I agree. Facebook, your personal page can be a good place for people who already know you to connect to you and to connect people to you. But how are you going to reach new potential clients and customers that are not your friends or not friends of friends, right? If you have a Facebook page or an Instagram account or even a YouTube account, my question to you is, how are you doing with your content? Are you being consistent with it? Are you creating content that's building value, that's building trust with those people so that they will become your customers? And of course, we have to talk about websites for a second. I have three options for you, and I want you to tell me which one you are, okay? Or if you say yes to one of these. A, do you have a website? B, do you have a website, but it looks like it was created back in the 90s, maybe early 2000s, and it hasn't been touched then. And you can tell by the photos that were scanned in, right? Or do you own a domain or a URL, so yourbusiness.com, whatever that might be, but it's sitting there not connected to anything. However, your Facebook page and your Instagram page are listing that as a website, but there's nothing there. I have seen this a ton. I've clicked on so many profiles and clicked on their website to learn more about them. And there's nothing there. It's not, it's sitting at GoDaddy, sitting at Wix, whatever the case may be, right? So if you answered yes to any of those website questions, can I just encourage you to get even a one page website? It is going to help you be found online. It's going to help you to have a professional presence with the people who are looking for you and even the people who know you. If you have questions about a one-page website, I would be happy to talk to you, but just know that they can be super, super valuable to creating a professional presence for you online. Now, at the very least, I want you to get a well-designed business card to have handy. So when you meet new people, wherever you are, you can pull it out and they have an easy way to get in touch with you. And on that card, you're going to have, right? You're going to have your Facebook, your business Facebook page or Instagram or your website. You're going to let them know where they can find you and follow up with you. The key here is that when you intentionally market your business, you're going to create a professional presence that's building trust. Now, one of the best ways that you can actually build trust is to provide value. If you think about why are so many people going online and creating their free videos on YouTube or on Instagram or having a Patreon page that people can add a little bit more to, but they start with free, right? Why are people doing that? Because they're providing value and building trust. And when people trust them, They want to learn more and know more. So how can you do this? I want you to be consistently posting and engaging on social media so that you and your business will be seen as an expert on your subject matter. Even if you're just a one-person business, I promise you can do this. I follow a number of one-person teams on Instagram, and they do a really good job putting out content that connects them to their best fit audience. They do the personal posts for sure, but they don't forget that they're a business and they're wanting to connect with people in that way. Marketing yourself as a business owner and as a business does not have to mean you spend a ton of money on ads, okay? It really has more to do with you making the choice up front that you have a product or a service that you know is valuable. You stand behind what you do, right? 
you know you're helping horses, you know you're helping their people, so why wouldn't you want to share about it and market what you are doing? So my friend, there you have it. We have three major areas that I believe you should be running your business as a business with and not a hobby. And when you do, you are going to start to see the return on that, I promise. Now, before you go, I have some encouragement for you. I know today's episode was maybe a little bit of tough love, so I wanna just encourage you as well. Running your business as a business does not mean it has to lose that personal feel. Some of you may be saying you don't want to be too rigid or not personable or conversation or not feel authentic, and I get that, but there is a way to do both. My writing instructor is actually a good example of having that personal family feel. And she keeps a book of appointments. She coordinates schedules with people. But by her nature and her welcoming spirit, she's created a warm atmosphere in her program. Now, I'll give you an example, and this may not be the same for everybody, but one day I did not have childcare for my three-year-old. I don't typically take her to lessons with me. I try to arrange it when she is at preschool, but that particular day, things fell through, and Jess was saying, no worries, just bring her with you. I promise it's fine, and she was amazing about it, and so I said, okay, we're just going to try it this one time, and so I took the stroller. I took snacks and suckers and books and whatever we needed, right, to keep her busy while I was on the horse, and she was sitting there watching in a safe place and her stroller couldn't get out and wander around and Jess, you know, hung out with her and talked with her. And at the end, she even let her sit on the donkey, Pedro, which made Gabriella super happy. But my point is, it is possible to have that warm and welcoming feel and still have a business and treat it as a business. Because there are really two ends of the spectrum here. On the one hand, sure, you can be super personable, community feeling, and not have any structure, and then it's just too loosey-goosey. It creates a lot of drama, to be honest, because people don't know what to expect. But on the other hand, you could be so strict that people don't feel like they're welcome. So this is where you come in as a business owner. One of the best things about our industry is that it is a community and you can create that community feel around your business while still treating it as a business. And honestly, it's the best thing that you can do to create a business that's going to allow you to keep serving your community for years to come. And one more encouragement for you is that you do not have to do this alone. I am not expecting you to be an expert at everything. I want you to look for creative ways that you can get help. Maybe you can trade lessons or board or bodywork or photography for somebody that offers the services that you know as a whole in your business right now. My monthly coaching program, Social Stride, was created out of this idea because there were many horse business owners saying, I need some help in this area. I don't know what to post on social media. I don't know when I'm supposed to. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to engage. I don't know who my customer is, all of these things. And so I created Social Stride to help everyday horse business owners like you. And so every month I send out a new batch of templates that you can take and you customize those so that you can create consistent, engaging content on social media that's going to help connect you to the right people. It's going to set you up as an expert in your field and then connect you to the ones that are going to become your customers. 
Plus, you have a community of fellow horse business owners cheering you on right inside the group. We do quarterly challenges to keep you motivated, and I show up at least monthly, if not more, to give you some coaching and practical marketing help. So you have all that you need as far as the marketing game goes when you become a member of Social Stripe. So as I mentioned at the top, May 5th and 6th, for 48 hours, I am opening up the doors to Social Stride. If that is something you're interested in, I would love to invite you to join. You can head to stormlily.com slash social stride to learn more and to get in there and start meeting your new community. Now, if you happen to be listening to this on May 7th or after, then can I invite you to make sure you're on my email list because my email list got a heads up about Social Stride. They were also the first to know when I opened the doors before I even put it anywhere on social media. And so if that's something that interests you, I would love to invite you to join my list at stormlily.com slash podcast so that you don't miss the next window of opportunity to jump in and join us later in the fall. Now, of course, you can find a summary of everything I've talked about here today on the show notes at stormlily.com slash 76. But as you know, I am here to encourage you and to equip you in your journey as a horse business owner. So I appreciate you joining me here. As always, if you have any questions about what I've talked about on the podcast, you're always welcome to reach out, connect with me online, stormillymarketing.com or Instagram or Facebook. I would love to meet you and visit with you and learn about your business. Now, of course, if the podcast is helping you, I would also be so grateful if you'd leave a review and let other people know. That's all I've got for you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to having you back here next week. I hope you'll come back because we are diving into Facebook ads. If that is something you've wanted to explore, I have a guest that is going to really give you some very practical ways that you can start exploring Facebook ads for your horse business. So you'll wanna jump back here for that next week. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing day and I hope to see you inside of Social Stripe.